Welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. In a world filled with all kinds of disgruntled people and challenges, I would love to spend just a few minutes on hope. If you listen for the next little bit, that's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, this is uh, not a new topic. Uh, there's been times where I have addressed uh, positive psychology. We'll address that a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead, uh, but partly because uh, in my world, I have encountered some pretty significant losses this year. And it's just, it just strikes me how much people lose hope when things get tough. And we're in a tough time in our culture. You know, we're in tough economic time. We've got inflation going up. Uh, you know, the gas prices are they're reportedly coming down, but they're still crazy high. We're, we're paying a lot for groceries. Sometimes it's even hard to find some of the things that we enjoy. And those are just things. Hope can last way beyond those things. We know that when we hear stories like in the book Unbroken, where a POW, and the true story, right, a POW uh, somehow survives but doesn't survive, finds a way to mentally thrive in a chaotic environment. So we're going to spend a few minutes talking about the role of hope. Let's start with a little story. There's this story, and I'm going to be honest, I don't, I, I gather these things just in life, and I, I can't always tell you, when I can, I'll tell you where they come from, but I can't always tell you where they come from. This particular story is a story of a, a young lady uh, who uh, lives in a village in the mountains, and at the uh, age of 18 uh, or into adulthood, she gets to pick a place where she's going to set up her homestead, her her life from then on. And uh, as a going away present, uh, you know, they, her family sits down and they make new bowls. And one of the bowls that is made, she gets to take. So she gets to learn how to make a bowl and then she takes the bowl with her. It's kind of like the gift. Um, so she picked this area right above the, uh, the water. So there's, there's this creek sort of river-like water, but then there's the hill. This hill goes up, and it's it's quite a hill. I mean, it's not super long, but it's it's definitely not, you know, it's, it's going to take uh, several minutes to get up and down that thing. But she picked it because um, it had these beautiful purple flowers that grew in that, in that area, right along that hillside um, and into that, that flat spot where she decided to, you know, create her homestead. And she would use that bowl to go down to the water and come up 
to the to the farm with the not really a farm kind of a little homestead more so than a farm um, but she would use it to water the plants and boil water and cook prepare food and and drink um, you know that kind of stuff and year after year she just does this normal routine she plants her garden she takes the big bowl and every morning she gets up and she goes down to the water she fills it up she comes up she waters her garden and she uses the remainder for preparing her, uh, you know, her food and, and her drinking water for the day. And so, uh, years and years go by and pretty soon this bowl, it develops, it develops a crack. And this is, you know, and mo- most of the stories that I tell, they get a little funny at points and this one's going to be no different than the rest. You know, this bowl develops a crack and it starts to feel really, really bad. It's like, it's dripping water on the way up. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to carry water all the time. Like it's, and over the next couple of years, the crack grows and grows until there's a pretty steady stream of water to the point that the bull is only able to get about half of the water up to the top of the hill. And the lady uh, decides to, it's time to make a new bull. Well, the first bull gets pretty jealous and upset. And it's like, oh my gosh, I mean, I, I, I did the best that I could. I worked so hard. I tried so hard not to let that water leak out. And the new bull gets uh, made and is being used. But the lady keeps taking the old bull with her down to the water. So she would fill up both bulls and carry them up to the top of the hill. Pretty soon, this bull is just so sad because it's not getting any water up to the top of the hill. And finally, it has the courage. It asks, why, why do you carry me? I'm, I'm like, I don't provide you anything anymore. I can't water your garden. I don't help you cook your food. And the lady says, oh, come with me and picks up the bull and takes the bull down to the water. And on the way, she's talking to the bull saying, look, you provided a lot more over the years than just a little bit of water for my garden and a little bit of water for my food and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And the bull is like, yeah, but I can't even get you those things anymore. She goes, yes, but there's more to it than that. And she fills up the bowl and she says, my favorite flowers in the whole world are the purple flowers. Pay attention as we walk up the hill. And as she walks up the hill, where the bowl is leaking, it's watering right alongside the path. And what the little bull didn't realize is that the whole time it was leaking, it had been watering the side of the path and all of her favorite flowers were growing the whole way. And it, the, she explained to the bull that you brought me more than just those things. You brought me joy. And the little bull became very excited and realized that it had value still and all that was good. The reason I tell you that story, one, because it's a it's a good story, but two, how we look at ourselves and our life and our value absolutely matters. Hope is one of those things that changes everything. The idea of creating value Look, sometimes we work really, really hard to create a specific type of value. But like that bull, sometimes we get cracked and we get damaged and our value shifts. It doesn't mean we come, become worth less. 
We don't become worth less. It just shifts. We become worth something different. It changes. And I tell you that because in a time where I look at social media and I see all the negativity and I look at, uh, you know, the daily life, the, the clients that come in and are just struggling with stuff. We're getting ready for the fall. Some people are getting anticipatory depression, meaning they're, they're, the seasonal affective disorder is a real thing. And they're getting nervous that the, the depression is going to come. And they're sort of getting anxious. And it's actually creating, you know, a, a more um, depressed state right now, even though we're still in the summer. Because they're starting to lose hope. They're beginning to let go of the hope that they're going to do well and hold on to the anxiety and the sadness that the winter is coming. And so I bring that to you because I want you to know that hope is a mindset. It's a mindset. It's something you and I get to decide on a daily basis. You have to decide. You decide to look forward and say, I'm going to strive for something as opposed to looking backwards and saying, oh my gosh, it's been so gloomy for the last few days or, you know, we can get caught up in that. But when we turn the lens a little bit and we look forward. So I'm going to introduce a specific technique to you today. It's one that I enjoy uh, doing and not just doing, but I love when people share them because it changes everything. And that is a bucket list. And I know I haven't talked about this kind of stuff in a while, probably a long while, but a bucket list is not a bad idea. It's actually a very good idea because it gives us stuff to live for, live toward. And let's say we created a bucket list. I'm looking at mine right now. I got like 48 things on there. I've checked off several of them. But it's not about checking off all of them. It's about methodically thinking about things that bring us hope so that we can work through today to get to tomorrow and hopefully get toward one of these other things that are on the list. So a bucket list is a pretty simple concept. Think about something cool that you want to do. It doesn't have to be big. It could be small. It could be, I want to go, uh, I want to finally have the courage to jump off of the 15-foot boulder into the, into the river or the lake or whatever. That could be a great bucket list item. It could be, I want to jump out of an airplane with a parachute. It could be, I want to um, ride a motorcycle across the country. I'm going to give you a few of the things on my bucket list. And please, if you like them, if you enjoy, like if it brings joy to you just hearing it, add it to your list. Please add it to your list. But then take that next step and share it. I'm going to start with one that I've accomplished. Uh, Number 26 on my list, because I have them numbered. Number 26 on my list, uh, it said to act in a stage play. Well, I said that one out loud to a friend of mine, uh, Jesus, and he happens to run a, a theater. And he's he's a big theater guy, uh, director, and um, not like, I don't think he makes movies. He's a super nice guy. Anyway, Jesus uh, held on to that for several years. And then one day he comes to me, he's like, you know, I think I have a part for you. And I was, what? 
what? No, you like you really don't want me. Come on, man. For real. Um, I was super excited, but also really freaking nervous. And he said, no, I think I, I think I have a part that would be perfect for you. I'm like, man, you know, I don't have any experience. He like, he like charges people entry fees and stuff like, I'm like, I don't, uh, I'm not going to be bringing in the crowds. Like I'm not going to really be added value in my head. I was saying that, of course, I was just being pessimistic. Did I add much value? Probably not. But because of Jesus remembering this one item on my bucket list, he helped me check it off. And for him, it seemed like it was no big deal. He was like, I got a part. I need somebody. You're my guy. For me, it was a bucket list item. So say them. And then you never know when somebody might come along and say, hey, I'm going to take care of that one for you. Put it out there into the world. All right. I'm going to give you a few more. Uh, I, you know, I want to, I want to ski in Switzerland. That's number two. Uh, number one is actually be married to the same person for 50 years. And I'm working on that. That's going to be, it's, it's going to be a while, but we're, we're, we're getting there. Um, I want to publish a book. I have written a book. I've got a friend who's an editor and, you know, she's been doing some, some work on it. Uh, every once in a while, when I have a little bit of extra money, I send some money and say, Hey, work on the next part. And so it goes. So who knows when or how that's going to get done, but someday it's going to get done. Someday I would like to hold three deeds to different properties. And then I want to donate one of them. I'm not sure how that's going to play out yet, but I would love to do that. Does it sound greedy to have three deeds to property? Of course, that sounds super greedy. And to change somebody's life by giving one of them away? Oh, man, I love that idea. Uh, I want to go on, on a cruise that lasts 10 or more days. I've never been on a cruise. I think that's super cool. I want to swim with dolphins. That would be awesome. Uh, I, I missed out on an opportunity to go hunting with my grandfather for elk. And there comes a day that that is something that's on my list. I haven't done it yet. I want to do it. A simple one that I've never done that someday I'm going to do. I'm going to milk a cow. All right. Um, Let's see, I want to drive a, a race car 200 miles per hour or a car. It doesn't even say a race car, just a car. I want to float in an anti-gravity chamber. I mean, it doesn't have to be super fancy. It could be super simple. Like, I want to yell, I'm on top of the world, but at the Colosseum in Rome. <laughs> see, you just add your twist, be specific, add a twist to it. You know, I want to read, you know, 10 books. Great. Put it on your list. I mean, you can be as creative as you want. Uh, I've got a lot of other ones. Some of them, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know if they'll ever happen. But they're there. They're reminders. And I keep it handy. And I share them sometimes when people ask. Make a bucket list. Share your bucket list. It's definitely a thing to do. And it provides hope when you're struggling for hope. It's amazing what happened. I had a, a, a lady that I worked with who decided to put on their bucket list that they wanted to paddleboard at sunset. Then after they did that one, they said they wanted to paddleboard at sunrise. And then their kids said, hey, we would like to paddleboard with you at sunrise. And so there she is. She starts with her own bucket list. And then next thing you know, her kids are wanting to add to it. Great memories. 
great memories. I remember the day she told me. So hold on to hope. And one way to hold on to hope, create a bucket list. It's a good idea. For today, that's all I'm going to do is talk to you about that. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives.com with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives. Make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 